We'll have the opportunity to talk to a seasoned RVer about their perspective on the camping industry and her experience traveling the country over the last year. I'm Alex Burkett, and this is the Outdoor Alliances Podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Carissa Toygensen, owner of Outdoor Voice Digital Marketing, which works with outdoor adventure and travel businesses, owner of Vacay Mode Travel Planning. She is also a full-time RVer and travel writer. Carissa, thank you so very much for being with us. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So can you first just start by telling me a little bit, how did you get started with all this camping and RVing and traveling all across the country? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I grew up camping. Um, my my parents were camping before I was even a thought. Um, my dad actually the other day said, uh, it's funny saying, he's like, we were cool before we even thought we were new where we were cool. Um, so it just kind of naturally uh, happened for me. And we had always had a camper or a tent or something. It just, it was hard to imagine my childhood not being spent some time in the outdoors. Um, so I grew up always camping and going outside and uh, being just in the RV community. Um, but I went to school at Boise State University and uh, for communication. And my favorite course ever was a magazine article writing course. And um, my professor actually was a travel writer. Like he wrote for like Lonely Planet and Moon Books, like, ah, oh, kind of professor. Right. And Wow. You know, he said, you have a natural, yeah, you have a natural knack for, you know, your voice and everything. And he's like, you really should look into being like a travel writer. Um, and I was like, a travel writer, you know, you know, is that something you just spend in Bali, you know, that type of thing, um, you know, eat, pray, love, but no. And then I kind of started going down the rabbit hole of, you know, travel writing. Okay. How do people get paid to do this? How do they, what do they do? Okay. Then came van life and RV life. And it kind of went just down the research rabbit hole. Um, and that was about five years or so. And it just, it completely enveloped my life. It made a, you know, a life goal. People thought I was crazy, but I just did whatever I needed to do to, to make it happen. And last year we finally, uh, made the dream came true. And now I am my home on wheels for over a year. <laughs> wow. That's great. So has journalism and writing in general been something that you've been passionate about for a while? And then more recently yeah. you've sort of gone into the travel writing space. Yeah, um, you know, kind of the uh, mostly travel writing. Um, I've always been a, a storyteller. Um, I was that kid that talked too much in class or, you know, in a, in a previous life, I worked uh, local government, you know, in customer service, very, you know, straight and narrow. This is your script kind of thing. And I was always that one employee that, the you know, the customers love you and your personality, but, you know, ring it back in. So I always felt like I wasn't, you know, I was never in the right space for me. And so writing and travel writing and just encouraging others and um, what not to go out there and see the world um, has always been uh, a passion of mine that I didn't really know I had. Um, so yeah, it's it's been over the last two to three years, like really nailing it down um, and really pursuing it. Um, I It's always been in me. I just didn't know it. <laughs> That's great. So I guess over this journey that you've sort of taken, what has that led you to and what do you do now with your business? Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, it has opened so many doors. Um, it's, it's just incredible. Um, so right now, primarily with my business is, is I do social media management and digital marketing. Um, so anything from primarily social media management, it's copywriting, um, but then copywriting also for newsletters. Um, I'm starting to step into a little bit of web copy. That's a little bit of a different beast, but um, just kind of using my 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 tagline per se is using your outside voice. Hence why I chose outside voice. It's a very specific niche. You know, those who love to be in the outdoors, we don't want to, you know, the, the script per se. We want to know the products. We want to we want to know the dirty, you know, the dirty words per se, as they, as they say. Um, we have that very specific niche. So I use it primarily for social media management. Um, that's 
my bread and butter. That's what I'm passionate about. Those really quick short snips um, of copywriting, but then also newsletter writing too. I love to be able to tell a story. Um, but then also in our travel blogs, I love to be able to, you know, tell a very lengthy story and, you know, a friend's family members, they, they love it because they make it feel like, gosh, you're writing. It makes you feel like you were there. And I really want to paint a picture for myself and my own stories, but then also for the brands I work with as well. That's great. Can you touch on a little bit on the storytelling element? Because I know that's something with campgrounds that I work with and partner with. Yes. That can be something that's tricky for people to figure out um, taking a product or a service like camping or anything in the outdoors and then trying to convert that and tell their story better through marketing. You really have to find dig deep and find out what your story is. You know, if you had that, if that elevator pitch is still the perfect way to do it, if you have five seconds to tell me exactly what your campground about is, what actually what your RV resort is, like what five seconds is all you had. Tell me about your story. Tell me about your mission. Tell me about your passions. Tell me about what makes you special. That then naturally ends up telling your own story. Um, I tell people, you know, write from the heart, um, but write with the heart with what your client, what your ideal customers want to hear. You know, I, I may not want to hear what the restaurant is cooking or something like that. I want to know about the sites. I want to know about the spots. I want to know what other people heard from them. Uh, UGC, user-generated content, is massive. Hire guest bloggers, hire um, influencers to come to your art resorts, things of that sort. Use, use the people that you have at your resources. <laughs> I think that's great. And yeah, that's definitely something that's been a bigger part of marketing and telling your story in this space yeah. for a while is yeah. that both visually uh, telling a story and then also yes. through the written content. So what other sort of quick tips or things like this uh, marketing information can you give owners um, who maybe haven't gotten started in something like this before? Get started. Literally. I know that sounds so much easier than it is, but get started. Um, find what your brand is, find your, you know, and get started. You don't have to do anything fancy. You know, uh, Canva, if you have per the program Canva for graphics, if I could figure out, and I am not love a graphic Canva. I yes, love it. Best friend ever. I, it makes me feel like I'm a graphic designer. Like I can see what's in my head and it's, if, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, you know, find the brands and the, or the, excuse me, the, the colors from your logo, use those to create a clean image. Um, but you know, just get started start with three to five posts a week, maybe one blog or, you know, one update on your website, one newsletter to go out, start asking people to join your newsletter, just get started. Um, and biggest thing a lot of people don't think about, um, because they think, oh, I'm just a small RV resort or we're just growing, or maybe we just bought it, get a marketing budget. Like I, I can't tell you how many times I've just talked to people around the country. You know, I either will talk to um, fellow guests or, you know, the owners or managers or what have you. And they tell you what you do is like, well, what does something like that cost? And I always want to ask, well, what do you think it costs? You know, people are like, oh, that would be great. I would love to have hire like a social media manager. It's so much work to do it. Like no idea what it costs. Know how much your social, how much your digital marketing budget should be or to me, your marketing budget to be. 75% of that should be digital. And then the 25% should be any other form of marketing. Digital, unfortunately, is just the way it's going. I know a lot of people don't like change, but it's true. That's just the way, that's where clients are going. That's the new generation that's coming up and along in the RV community. Um, it's not all 70-year-olds driving, you know, the $300,000 rig anymore. 
it's, you know, couples like my husband and I, we just want to do this lifestyle. We don't need the hundred thousand dollar rig, but you know, we, we, it's going to be us, but we're finding people on websites. We're finding people on via social media and Instagram through our fellow followers. So it's the future. (laughs) Yeah. And I completely agree with you a hundred percent. Um, a follow-up question to that is if yeah. you're talking to an owner and let's say they're really adamant about, they have no room in the budget to even add an additional dollar. Mm-hmm. What is something that they can do for free that would take some maybe time or energy that they could mm-hmm. do to get started and do some marketing and some, some easy and better ways? Yeah. And I always tell people, try it first yourself anyways. Um, even if that way you can gain the appreciation for it. So when you do go, oh, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger somewhere you know, you're, you're, you're not necessarily, you're buying yourself time, you, that kind of thing. So that's a great suggestion. Always start first. Um, use what you have. You don't have to, if some people will start and they'll go, Oh God, I feel like I don't have any, uh, any content. You take a day and you walk around your RV resort and you take picture, 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 take a hundred pictures. You go to your website. You already, if you have a website, you already have copy. You just get to tweak it a little bit. Um, if you're on Yelp, you're already having testimonials. Testimonials are your best friends. You can have 50 reviews on on Trip, TripAdvisor, on Campendium, on whatever you know website that you choose. It's Good Sam, what have you. If you have 50, that is 50 days worth of content. You spread that out over, okay, I'm going to start small. I'm going to do two to three posts a week, you know, Spread that out. You got a couple months worth of content. Come up with a content calendar. You know, okay, I'm going to drive two posts a week. Okay, one post, I'm going to do a graphics, a little Canva, a little testimonial, maybe uh, a mission statement, you know, about the owners. You know, just come up with a nice little content calendar and you build that in to your, okay, I got to clean the sites on Sunday. And after I'm done cleaning the sites, I'm scheduling my posts throughout the week. That's great. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've even just talked about at the last conference I was at was that exact topic of just create a content calendar, find a way to get started. Um, And I think that's, that's great advice. And especially for them having to understand that marketing is something that, as you mentioned, will be here for a long time. And if they're going to hire a partner or somebody like you or somebody like me to do their marketing, they'll Mm -hmm. have a better appreciation for what we do and the work that we do. Exactly, um, and that's something that'll ultimately benefit them in the long term. Exactly, exactly. So let's switch gears just a little bit and talk more about some of your RVing experience because I know a lot of owners maybe even want to look at where are things in the industry going with somebody who does um, travel full time. So can you talk about your experiences as a full time RVer and what you've sort of gained from this lifestyle? Yeah, uh, I mean, I could spend days, <laughs> days talking about. What I've gained, uh, even on, on Instagram and whatnot, they have these trending reels right now of, you know, you're, you're the last year in eight seconds. I'm like, it's impossible for me to, to put even just the last year into eight cents, seconds of perspective. So I'll try and do it in a few minutes so you're not sitting here for days on end. Um, but just, I, I feel like people, especially in the last couple of years, people are really realizing what's important. Um, and that's connection and experiences. Um, connection with their families, connection with just other human beings. You know, for a time there, we literally couldn't even connect with people. If we, we didn't even like people, we wanted to be around people kind of thing, you know? So want to connect with that, but connect with the community. Um, I'm, I love this recent trend we're seeing of people kind of doing uh, ecotourism. 
is where, you know, ecotourism, but then also even like, look, I, I love going to an RV resort and I walk into their little camping store and I don't want to just see the usual stuff I see it. And, you know, okay, yes, there's the, there's the doo-doo paper. Okay. Yeah. Here's the, you know, popsicles. I love going there. I go, Oh, that's cool. They have handcrafted pottery from someone down the street. I make, I feel like if I go to Missoula, Montana and I, you know, buy this little knickknack. I'm going to keep that with me. I'm going to feel like I always have that little connection because, oh, you know, or I went to Butte and I, they were known for their copper. And I got this cool copper mug. And every time I'm going to have a Moscow mule, I'm going to remember, you know, Butte, Montana and the community that it serves. So um, connection with that. And um, like I said, connection with the family, people want to be able to go to the fam- go to somewhere with their family, um, feel safe, um, feel clean, uh, you know, again, that's no one other one nowadays. Um, and have a good time and and realize that there's transitioning this. So, you know, how there the me community is broadening. So it's like I said before, it's not just the seven year olds and the big Tiffin motorhomes kind of thing. Um, RV life is huge. Work camping is a huge new um kind of not a new world right now, but it's, it was where you would just do a swap. You know, people are realizing, Hey, you can actually kind of make a decent li- you know, a living off of this. You know, you can have your, your, you know, your hookups and also get paid wages for it. Um, for people in my generation, maybe that still has things like, you know, cell phone bills or student loans, things to pay off, things of that sort. Um, just be open to those ideas of work campers for hire. Um, be open to different types of, um, tourism that wasn't necessarily the old ways may not work anymore um so yeah yeah it's 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 all growing it's all exciting uh rvs sales are up higher than they've ever been so there are more people out on the road um than ever and personally i'm excited for it yeah i am too with this new sort of sense of community are there any sort of tips or things that you would recommend to owners and operators to try and take advantage of this and use that as a way to sort of attract people to come to their area, spend time in their local area and support not only them, but a lot of the businesses that are just those small mom and pops or the handcrafted homemade items and and things like that. Yeah. Um, You're still your old school ways of networking will work. Um, But then those also those new school ways um, with connecting with people on um, social media. Um, like I said, UGC, user-generated content, is so big and so helpful to small businesses, um, small RV resorts um, that are struggling with maybe how do I how do I network this new? I can't just go there and shake someone's hand like I used to. Um, you know, ha- and go to your local chamber of commerce that you're at and see. You know, hey, if you know, go to those still networker meetings and you know that that type of old school okay yeah you have your stuff here you sell your things here etc um but get involved on social media create an instagram account please 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 create an instagram account um some of these guys out there they're starting to get facebook and maybe they don't post as often but at least you know it's it's there you know kind of thing but get an instagram because it's such instant gratification of being able to go you know here I am an RV person. I'm taking pictures. I'm, you know, I'm a travel blogger. So I'm going to want to tag people because guess what? They're going to want to reshare my content. I like when I reshare, um, you know, you're going to want to, people are more attracted to go to RV resorts when they see it from an actual perspective. It's like, if you know, you're buying a house or you go into a hotel and you go on your, you know, trip advisor, you see the hotel photos like, yeah, that's nice. Let me see user photos and see what it actually looks like. Think about that from an RV resort perspective. 
that's super interesting. And that's something that I haven't even considered too, is on a lot of these sites, encouraging your guests um, to even leave photos um, Mm -hmm. on some of these other sites, even like TripAdvisor or Mm -hmm. Yelp or things like that. You know, I've always encouraged people to encourage their guests to leave that user generated content on social, but Mm -hmm. other sites for where people go to book, it, it can also be huge to have an impact there as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you've ever used this website, Campendium, um, that is a huge website for us to go and uh, check and see. And there's literally somewhere you can do drive through videos. But um, I know and even like a, another another large uh, market that's coming up in the long are solo female travelers. And that was me for for a time there. Um, so for us, like we want to be able to go and see, make sure it looks safe. You know, I want to be able to see, OK, if I'm following other you know, solo female van lifers or travelers, I'm going to see what they're posting. I'm going to see if, oh, there's kind of, there's maybe some people there that looked a little sketchy. You know, I, I wouldn't stay here again. Um, there's just so many different levels. Um, you know, I, I'm also, I'm a, I'm a fur mama. So I got a small dog and a small cat that travel with us. So I want to see what it does. It look safe. You know, are the roads are there, you know, a bunch of wild dogs running around, you know, so I feel like my little seven pound dog is going to turn into a snack for somebody. Um, if you're traveling with kids, I mean, there's just every single demographic has reasons why they should be checking for those user generated photos um, to see what it's really like. So if an RV resort can tap into that and look at it in a good way, they they have endless content um, and endless support. Um, and like I said, the, the travel, the travel influencer um, thing tends to get a, a bad rap. You kind of just picture the, you know, 21 year old making millions of dollars on in Bali somewhere. But um, in all honesty, it's really a, 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 you know, you help me out, I'll help you, you scratch my back, I scratch you kind of thing. And if I feel like if more RV resorts, RV brands even are starting to kind of, you know, piggyback mm-hmm. off of that, um, it's the, the, the content and the, and the quality of um, content is endless. That's great. So I'll circle back to demographics again. Can you sort of look at where do you think the growth in the industry looks moving forward? And do you see more minority uh, women uh, camping and and people who have traditionally been underserved in the camping market continue to camp more often? I cannot agree with that statement more. Um, and even just, uh, you know, the people of color, the LBGTQ, and, you know, is a huge, I, I saw, I cannot remember, unfortunately, what website I saw that was, that said, mentioned even specifically on the RV resort, LGBTQ friendly, um, you know, people, you know, BIPOC. Um, one of my specific clients is actually a, a plus size retailer. So she's realizing that, you know, a lot of these brands like Obermeyer, DSG, you know, ski, you know, ski equipment, hunting equipment are realizing that people of, you know, plus size, the little women with curves, just because they got a little extra, you know, numbers on their tie, size of their tag, doesn't mean that they want to go outside, um, doesn't want to be they're hiking, they're skiing, they're summiting mountains, you know, kind of thing. So um, they're, they're realizing that there's a market out there for that. Um, and I feel like we're, we're realizing now as a society, that you don't, there was problems that you didn't realize that there were problems with, um, which, you know, is a great thing. And so I feel like, yeah, you know, there's been a lot of um, talk in the media with women's safety, uh, solo women traveling, uh, mental health. We all unfortunately saw the the Gabby Petito event, which, you know, heartbreaking. Um, But people realizing the safety that's required for women to travel solo. Um, But you're you're seeing that 
that growth trend, kind of like I was talking earlier, where it's not just, you know, you know, a certain demographic who's full-time RVing anymore. You're having that family of five who are doing it. Um, you're having, you know, the young couples, you're having the solo van lifers. Um, it's, it's a huge growing trend. And I feel like RV brands are realizing that I'm seeing a lot of, you know, RV makers who are kind of offering a lot more of those customizable options. There's the, the brands that are, you know, like, for example, my home is a 17 foot toy hauler. It's, it's pretty rare. And, but we're starting to see it more and more and people going, wow, that's really smart. I'm like, yeah, we couldn't afford the big 30 footer and the, you know, big diesel pusher if we could, heck yeah, that'd be awesome, you know, kind of thing. But no, we realized it's important. So we are finding that people are doing what they, anything they can do to live this lifestyle. Um, so you're going to see anybody and everybody who can RV and will be guarantee it, especially with the way things are going now, people are realizing what's important in life. And that's today. You have no idea what tomorrow is going to look like. So you're going to see an influx of everybody going out there. So what can some of these brands and individual campgrounds do to attract some of these new campers um, like these minority and, and women campers who are coming for the first time and, mm-hmm. and maybe don't know as much as some of the seasoned people who've been in the industry for a while, but again, want to make sure that they feel comfortable, they feel safe, they feel like they're going to a place that their family can have fun, that their kids can enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. What would you recommend from either a marketing or an operation standpoint, some yeah. of these businesses can do to make sure that they're providing that environment for a yeah. lot of these new campers? You know, it sounds really simple but ask, literally ask them. Um, I, you know, it's, I've had, uh, you know, I, I'm half Mexican and I've had people who were, you didn't even realize that, you know, I don't really traditionally, you know, look like it kind of thing, but you know, people have asked like, Oh, have you ever felt, you know, unsafe in certain parts of the country? And I go, wow. I, you know, I didn't really, it didn't occur to me. Um, but it just, I, I appreciated it so much that someone thought of that for me. Um, like I said, I've seen where I've gotten to a certain RV resort and I've seen a little rainbow flag that says this is a safe place. Um, just those little signs like that. Um, but again, even in reaching out to your local community, um, you know, you have no idea what, how many resources you may have. If you just go into your local, like I said, chamber of commerce or, you know, your local networking Facebook group or something like that. And, you know, if you're looking to get to say someone in a Latino perspective, you know, reach out to that Latino business owner and ask them, Hey, if are you, do you camp at all? You know, if not, why, you know, kind of thing. Do you mind if I ask, you know, just, I feel like people are just so grateful realizing that there were issues in our society that we didn't realize it, that people would be just so full of gratitude realizing, Hey, I took the time as a business owner to ask the question, to ask what would make you feel safe. Um, You know, if you start following people on Instagram, that, you know, there's so many um, amazing and inspiring accounts that people out there, um, you know, in the African-American community is predominantly the most of, uh, you know, clientele most people don't think about. I follow an absolutely lovely couple that talks about their struggles of when they walk through certain campgrounds at certain, you know, locations in the state, the kind of looks that her husband gets because he's African-American descent, but she's not, you know, just ask those questions, you know, engage with them. And, and that's the biggest thing I can tell people to do is just say, Hey, this, I'm this, this is my situation. I want to know as a business owner, I'm doing everything I can to make everybody feel welcome. Do you mind if I just ask you a question? And I guarantee they're, Oh, I I can only imagine just from the little bit that I've received, it's, it's going to be heartwarming and it's going to be rewarding for both parties. 
That's great advice. And even, um, I don't know if you even knew this about me, but I'm full-time marketing director at a Jellystone Park location here in Ohio. And one of the things that Jellystone has been doing, and I've been working closely with their marketing department there, is a lot of press releases and information that they're giving out are now starting to be translated into Spanish and other languages so that it becomes more accessible and more available for them. And talking with some of their sort of upper uh, management team in the marketing department, they've seen this have great results in a lot of the Southern areas of the country or even predominantly around the country where there's a larger population there. Um, And this community is now starting to feel like some of these camping brands like KOA or Jellystone or Mm -hmm. other independent parks, um, Mm -hmm. they're, they're welcoming them into their locations and they feel like they're valued. Very, very cool. Yeah. And I think you really hit home with that of just make sure to provide a platform, provide a -hmm. a voice to be heard, make sure that you get the perspective. um, And that can, that can have a huge impact even for a lot of these owners who may be in some of these areas. Um, where this could predominantly be their clientele and they could sort of extend a hand into that community. Exactly. Uh, There's just this huge mass migration of everywhere across the country right now with the housing market being as crazy as you're seeing people from the East Coast moving to the West Coast, from the West Coast moving to the East Coast. So uh, demographics are constantly changing right now throughout the country. Um, It's a new and exciting thing. You go to certain parts of the country, you're like, oh, wow, didn't expect to see so many of these types of restaurants there, or, oh, wow, I didn't expect to see, you know, the Vietnamese community so predominant in this country because the, the migration, you just, you know, if you, I, for example, I grew up here in California. Um, so, you know, I learned a lot about the Hispanic and the Mexican culture. Um, but a friend of mine grew up in, you know, uh, West Virginia. So their history classes remind me about like coal mining and things of that sort. So when she came out to California, she's like, I had no idea what are missions. Like, you know, it, it's just crazy. You don't even realize as a child, you're, you're, there's so much world history and so much U.S. history. You're only taught this little tiny bit. And it's not until you start traveling the country and welcoming people from every single walk of life and every single you know door to your door um, do you get to realize how beautifully mixed our country is. So you want to do anything you can as an RV, you know, as a business owner, any type of business to make everybody feel welcome. And that's simply, like I said, it it could be just as simple as asking from the heart genuinely. Don't come from a place of like, oh, I better ask so I don't get sued or something like that. No, 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 no. Don't don't come from that negative mindset. Come from that. I I genuinely want to know. I genuinely want to make sure I was wearing the, if I was in your shoes, how would I feel? That's great. Other than demographic uh, sort of growth or changes that you see, do you see any other growth trends in the outdoor industry? And do you think that RV sales and camping in general are going to continue to rise heading into the next couple of years? You know, if if you would have asked me that about this time last year, I said, uh, hopefully by the end of this year, you know, things will start getting real, getting normal. <laughs> well, I feel like that's been said about a lot of things right now. And here we are looking into 2022 and, you know, it's, everyone's kind of joking. It's going to be 2022. You know, are we, are we still in the same thing we've been worrying about for the last couple of years? The housing market is still insane. Um, I personally think as long as the housing market, um, like I said, from California, it's insane. I got my best friends in New Jersey. It's insane. Our, our true home state is what we like to call it, where everything, we sold most of everything, whatever's left in, is in storage in Idaho. Idaho is the, one of the fastest growing um, states in the country. As long as all that madness is still happening, I feel like RV sales are going to keep going up. Um, I honestly think they're going to keep going up for a while. That The trend, because people, like I said earlier, they really realize what was important 
you know, people realize that there's no guarantee for tomorrow. Oh, I've been wanting to go camping for forever. Let's, you know, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's pull the trigger kind of thing. Um, as long as social media has a huge, you know, they, I, they kind of fuel each other. You know, you go on social media and you go like, Ooh, look at this cool family that's doing this. Oh, we should do this. I can't tell you how many people I've met throughout my time on the road that said, yeah, you know, we saw, we started following these accounts and like, wow, they did it. I can do it. So, but then, you know, and then it, you, then they turn into one of those people that, you know, fuel the cycle kind of thing. So, um, I definitely could see it continuing to grow. Um, maybe two to three years, you might have some of those people that said, eh, we gave it the good old college try. You know, we, we, we did it for a couple years, you know, and, and honestly, most RV life full-timing, you know, lifestyles anywhere from like two to five years anyways. Um, you know, things like kids happening, health, um, you just wanting to put down roots. You really, really, really miss an oven. Let me tell you, you know, there's certain things that you do just truly miss about having, you know, the bricks and sticks. Um, So that kind of thing will eventually, I feel like it'll, it'll peter down, but I don't think it'll ever be the same as what it was a few years ago. I think people really realize that, you know, there's going to be, there was a pre 2020 and there's going to be a post 2020 with the ability to work remote for most of us is completely changed. So people are realizing that, you know, I can homeschool my kids remotely. I can do my job remotely. So, wow, I've always felt like I never belonged anywhere. So now I feel like I can belong everywhere. I can't be the only person that feels like that. That's got to be at least thousands of others of us out there that feel like that. Um, So yeah, I feel like it's going to continue growing as long as the housing market is an impact and as long as social media is an impact. I completely agree. (laughs) Um, Carissa, where can people go to sort of learn more about some of the projects and things that you do and stay connected with you along your journey? Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, so as far as like the business side, um, I'm outside voice underscore marketing. Um, so that's where I will primarily talk about the business side of it. You know, the copywriting, social media management, um, digital marketing, that part, the, the, the bread and butter, as I like to call it. Um, you want to follow along in our RV life shenanigans, um, you know, we're, we're excited. We're, we'll be staying here and the bit in California, we just stayed here with family for the holidays and we'll be hitting the road come spring. Like a lot of us RV lifers are, um, we're heading up North to the wonderful state of Washington for the spring and summer. I'm very excited of, about that. Um, yeah, we're at traveling to Yonkson's. So my lovely last name. <laughs> um, yeah, we're at traveling to Yonkson's on Instagram and Facebook. That's fantastic. Do you have anything else that you want to leave some of the listeners, whether it's a social media tip or just a word of encouragement as we sort of head into the new year here? Um, do you have any sort of parting thought? Yeah, you know, um, it's scary times. It's scary times no matter how you, you know, what your opinion on is everything, just the uncertainty of no matter what you're going to turn on the news tomorrow, what it's going to be next. Um, so if you've been hesitant on anything, whether that's pulling the trigger and doing the RV life, whether that's pulling the trigger and starting your business, whether that's pulling the trigger and finally, you know, taking your existing business seriously, or, you know, stepping into that new year, um, give yourself grace and realize that these are, you know, we're sick of hearing it, but these are unprecedented times. I think at this point they're precedented if we get it. Um, Give yourself that grace and then just start. Like I said, with, with, you know, the tips for, you know, starting your in a social media or digital marketing for your, your RV resort or for your brand, just start, take the, you know, set yourself out a couple hours, 
next Monday after the new year, you know, first Monday of the 2022. Okay. And, and schedule out, just write out three goals, three goals that you want to do for the next 12 months and slowly start chipping away at them. Okay. One of those goals is posting. I want to post two times a week. Okay. Guess what? What week you only did one again, give yourself grace. Um, and, and just go out there and do it. You know, I, were we ready to hit the road? No, you know, kind of thing. I wish I had paid off maybe another credit card. I wish we had the bigger truck, you know, no student loans would have been nice, you know, kind of thing. Maybe we should have saved up and got a little bit fancier of a trailer, but if I hadn't, and I would have waited another couple of years, I would, I don't know if I would have done it. And then even specifically, I had so many amazing experiences this past year and visiting all over 48 that I couldn't imagine now not, not have met the people I met not experience certain things like that one sunset in Arizona. If I wasn't sitting there, I would never have experienced that, you know, that few minutes in the Florida Keys where it's hard to spot those rare manatees. And I got to see them right there. You know, you, those are the moments that you live for. Um, just, just do it. That Nike it, just do it. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us today, Krissa. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Outdoor Alliances podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's segment with Carissa. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And join me again for more news, exciting updates, and great conversations.